huh? Me an ex ho. What's up, mommy? Hello. To miss me alive. Came to laugh and learn how she live her best life. Became the change in the world she wanna see. Practicing Buddha, she don't even see her enemy. An ex ho, zodiac sign is Gemini. She highly volatile and calm at the same time. The world for what it really is. Through the eyes of the twins Mia XO Zodiac sign is Gemini She highly volatile and calm at the same time Highly volatile and calm at the same time She highly volatile and calm at the same time 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 Well, hello again. This is your favorite event planner, Miss Mia. I first want to thank everybody for your continuous support. I really appreciate you listening to my episodes, visiting my website, um, all of the things that you're doing to make me great. And I hope that, you know, there's a podcast that's helping you to or motivating you to want to be great as well. So thank you so much for your continued support and to all of my listeners, I hope that you're having a great day. Now, excuse me, and I apologize in advance if I seem a little um, off, I just finished eating lunch. So hopefully I can get through this without um, too many uh, pauses, if you will. But today's episode is really, really important to me, especially because I'm recently coming out of what was probably my worst summer as a business owner to date. I, um, some of you may or may not know, I really, I had a bad time last year towards the end of the year with a particular client and uh, I had to... Long story short, there was a lawsuit that was involved with one of my employees and I had to let that person go and it took my entire savings to um, rectify that situation. So I've been working really hard trying to get back to where I was and, um, you know, during that time, I've noticed that there's a big issue that... I had to address and I'm sure once I mention it you'll be like oh yeah I know exactly what you're talking about I feel the same way or I do the same thing and um, you know it's something that you need to also address so today I want to talk to you about taking on the energy of others and the reason that this is so important to me is because during this time when I was dealing with this particular lawsuit, I made a, I don't want to call it a mistake because, you know, there are times when it's good to talk to people to get their feedback and and things like that. This was not one of those times for me, unfortunately. And I'll tell you why. Because I did exactly that. I took on the energy of the people that I spoke to. And the reason that that was a mistake for me is because I was speaking to people that were not 
well-educated in the situation, meaning the legalities of it, of it, etc. They, you know, were, and not to, you know, badmouth my friends and family and things like that, but if you're not self-employed and you don't know anything about owning your own business because you never have, then it's kind of difficult for you to be able to relate in situations like this. So today's episode, I'm, you might hear me get a little emotional because frankly, it, you know, my business I hold very near and dear to my heart. Um, quick sidebar, make sure that you go visit my website, miahillary.com, because I definitely have some new things coming that I'm excited to share with you and um, would love to get your feedback on. So when you have a minute, go to my website, M-I-A-H-I-L-L-E-R-Y, if you're not already there listening to this episode. So taking on the energy of others. We do this, and I say we because I'm included in this. Uh, We do this quite often. You ever feel like, you know, you walk into a room and you just all of a sudden feel this heavy weight or this sense of negativity or anxiety? Um, That's because we as people, and I also believe, you know, it happens when you're just going to places, like if you have a job you don't like. You're going to, and it's not necessarily because of a person that's there, it's more so about the fact that you just don't like that particular job. You're not happy in your, in your position. So you receive the energy that is being radiated from the building, let's say. And, you know, when you walk into a room and there are people that you don't like or don't like you or what have you, you don't get along with them. They're radiating that energy the minute that they see you. And that's something that you immediately can sometimes absorb. And that's when you are taking on the energy of others. And by others, I mean people or things because, you know, maybe you have a car that you just continually get into accidents when you're driving in or what have you. And, you know, it just makes you... It gives you anxiety every time you go to get in the car. So I believe that it can happen with a person or a thing. And what happens is, or what's happening is, we as people, and I'll just focus on the people aspect because what I'm saying will most likely also can apply to the buildings. But we as people, we radiate energy, right? And you know, it's good energy, it's bad energy. Do you have that one friend that every time you see her, she's always got a problem? Or, you know, you have a sibling who just cannot get it together. And every time you see them, it's like, oh, another problem that they're having with no solution. They're not even trying to find the solution. Or a coworker that she's always, always sick. You know, we all know somebody in our life at one point where, you know, it's just like, I don't even want to go over there because I know it's not. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative situation. It's just, you know, 
that's just who they are. You know, they can't seem to get out of their own funk, if you will, F-U-N-K. <laughs> And so you are reluctant, you know, to go and visit that person. You know, I know as we get older, sometimes we get like that with our parents. Um, I know a lady whose mother was always negative, always, always. I don't think she ever was positive. And she, as a result, the daughter, she never called her mom to check on her. She never went over there to hang out with her and just spend time. She very rarely invited her over to spend time because it was just so draining. It's like, who wants to be around somebody when every single time you're around them, every single time you talk to them, they're talking about how sick they feel, how much pain they're in, they can't see, they don't have money or whatever. There's always something for them to complain about. It's like, eventually you don't want to call that person. You're not going to hang out with that person. You're not going to go see them. You're going to, and sometimes it can happen even on a subconscious level, but you're going to stay as far away from that person as possible because it's just too much. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going through things in this, you know, on this path called life. And we all have our own issues. So it just becomes so overwhelming sometimes when you have that one relative or that one, you know, friend that just completely drains you. It's like, you know, and you notice the minute that you leave them, you feel better, right? And so you just have to kind of be like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't even. And then, you know, the days turn into weeks and the weeks turn into months because you just don't want to go see them. You don't want to deal with them. You don't want to talk to them. I have a friend who for a very long time, she was sick all the time. And that's all she talked about. It's like every time we got together, we would be in a club somewhere and she's talking about how she's got this illness and, you know, or if it wasn't her, it was one of her kids. And it was like, honey, we're in a club. I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to talk about your kids all the time. Not when we're, we're, we've talked about them all week over the telephone. We're in a club, you know, but it's just a continuous cycle that this person can just goes through because quite frankly, I believe that people get very comfortable in certain situations and then they don't know how to, you know, move and maneuver out of them. You know, on top of her always being sick and always this and that, she was the most negative person all the time. Every time I talked to her, there was a problem and it was always somebody out to get her. I mean, even me, you know, when I was trying to offer some very, very good advice, she stopped speaking to me because she didn't want to hear that. She would prefer to hear, oh no, it's going to be okay and to be coddled and we all know that's not me. And I have to thank her because she's part of the reason that I learned how to be a shield. And it's funny because when I'm talking to my son, my nieces and nephews, I always try to find um, analogies that they can relate to. And off the top of my head, the best analogy that I've ever had for this particular situation is... Um, what is that movie with the vampires and Bella? Um, uh, it, it turned into a, it was from a book. They were four of them. 
Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. But the girl in the movie, he, the, guy, the vampire in the movie could never read her mind. He could never hurt her, basically. And they found out after she became a vampire herself that she was a shield. And in the last movie, that's why, you know, that was the way that she was going to protect her family and, you know, her, her friends and whatnot, because she could shield them from harm. And today, especially, it's so important that we learn how to shield ourselves because at the end of the day, let's face it. There are just people that we can't avoid, you know, you don't want to avoid them. You know, if my friend was still here because she passed away a few years ago, you know, I would want to figure out a way to not avoid her because everybody has these people in their lives for a particular reason and figure out a better way to interact with her so we could have a better relationship. And I mean, at the end of the day, most of us, that's what we want. We don't want to remove these people from our lives completely, but we do want to stop absorbing all of their negativity, right? And so it's so important that we learn how to put up our shields because there are times when those people are going to need us. I mean, let's be real, if you're a parent, and that's how your kid is. Are you going to stop talking to your kid? You're going to just eliminate them from your life? No. So you have to figure out ways to not absorb their energy and shield yourself. You know, whether it's, you know, being around a person and it's usually that because most people, you know, if you hate going to work, it's because you hate the people that you, you know, the people or a person that you work with, right? Or you could just hate your job, you know? I mean, nowadays in today's economy, it's like, I know people that have been looking for, you know, a job for over a year and haven't found anything and they've had to take, myself included, you know, when I was trying to get back on my feet, I did have to take a job for a certain amount of time just to get my bank account back to where it needed to be. And I'm still not there yet, but luckily I have multiple sources of income that are allowing me to get back to where I was. But for a while there, I did. I had a job that I absolutely hated. And I was really good at the job, you know, and it, I liked, for the most part, everybody that I worked around, but I just hated the job. I dreaded it. I mean, and you could tell because I would, I mean, I take pride in the way that I look. I, I feel like, you know, I am my own brand. So I always try to look my best. That way I feel my best. And I would go there looking like a straight bum because I just could not, I did not care about this, this job whatsoever. So that's what I mean about going into a building. And, and because it wasn't the people it was just the circumstances, I guess, surrounding that building that I hated. So I had to learn how to become a shield because what a lot of people don't realize is when they are absorbing that negative energy, if you don't shield yourself from it, you absorb it and then it changes your energy. So if you ever, you know, when I go to work, I would, I would wake up in a good mood 
And then when it was time to leave the house to go to this job, all of a sudden my mood would change, you know, or I'd be at the job for eight, 10 hours a day, whatever, and would walk around with the stank face all day, you know, or as one of my friends says, calls it the mean base face that I have. And then as soon as I am off and I'm stepping, I mean, I would get out the door and immediately a smile would come on my face. I'd be walking with a little pep in my step because I knew I didn't have to be there again till the next day or, you know, a couple of days later. And so once I started to realize that, geez, I'm, (laughs) I am very negative right now. Then it was kind of like, okay, well, I need to fix this, right? Because I don't want to be negative. You know, I have to be grateful first and foremost that I was able to get this job because if you have ever, you know, been self-employed for an extended period of time and then tried to go work, find work, that's nearly impossible because potential employers are like, well, you haven't worked in a, a regular job for however long. And for me, it was 17 years. So me not having a quote unquote day job for 17 years and then trying to go get one to get back on my feet, I really literally had to start at the bottom. And so I had to, once I started to notice my energy shift and change from good to bad, I had to fix that. I had to shield myself from the negative energy that I was honestly projecting onto myself because it wasn't the, like I said, it wasn't the people The job was super easy. I mean, some of the rules were kind of dumb, but that's, you know, something that you have to deal with when you're going to work for somebody else is, you know, their rules. But the job itself was super easy. I was very good at it. Um, And, you know, I mean, there were some statistical issues that, you know, were questionable and whatnot. And... I eventually had to, you know, was asked to leave. I was fired because I didn't meet certain quotas, but you know what? I didn't want to. And that was what triggered to me like, okay, well, how are you going to get fired from something that you're for all intents and purposes good at minus this particular statistical data that in my opinion was not accurately measured. But at the end of the day, it was like, Okay, I was given this opportunity. I finally got kind of, you know, back on my feet. And then this happens. I need to check myself. I need to correct myself. So I developed, you know, I I had to first figure out what the issues are. And that's what's so important is a lot of people are not aware of what's upsetting them and what's making them or who's making them feel this negativity so they don't know how to fix it. It's like, how can you fix something if you don't know it's broke? And so my first thing was to fix, check myself, you know, what was my, what was my attitude all about? Why did I have this attitude? Where did it come from? And then, you know, what could I do to adjust my attitude? Because let's be real, you're not going to change the other person or, you know, the building in, in, in the case of my example, but you can definitely change how you receive that person and, and your mindset when you're walking into that building. And that's all that you have control over. You can't, you can make suggestions to your blue in the face. 
you know, and I'll, I'll go back to the example of my friend who passed away. It's like, I could tell her all the time. And I often find myself telling people like, you know, especially in my coaching sessions, like you can't be that, that you can't believe. And then I have to check myself. Like I can't tell somebody how they can or cannot be. I can only suggest and help them to become more aware. And that's what I had to do. I had to become more aware of how I was acting around her, how I was acting when I went to this job, you know, how I responded or acted, reacted when I got fired from this job. Because at the end of the day, I like, it was really difficult for me um, to even accept the fact that I had to get a day job, but I have to do what you have to do. And sometimes that's necessary to get back on your feet. But, you know, and I wish with my friend, I had more time with her knowing now, you know, what I do to be able to rectify our relationship and make it better because I strongly believe that, you know, I was put in her life for a reason. As a matter of fact, she was even told that at one point that, you know, I am the person that she needs to talk to. I'm the person that's going to help her until she passes. And I didn't, I didn't want to hear that. I don't think she wanted to hear that. But, you know, it's real important to recognize this negative energy, first and foremost. Because a lot of people think that it's them. And it's not always you. So you have to be fully aware, you know, okay, this is what the issue is. You know, every time I call my mom, she's negative Nancy, talking about, her headaches and her legs and her feet and her back and she has no money and she has no food and she's all alone. You know, that's what she's talking about. Well, you can suggest to mom till you're blue in the face. You got to stop doing this. You can't keep talking about that. You got to, you got to, you got to. Doesn't mean that she's going to receive you. And that's where your shield comes in. You have to be like Bella and put up that shield because until that person recognizes what their issues are, they're going to continue to be that way. So am I going to not ever talk to my mom because she's got all these ailments and, you know, she's broke and she has no food? No. You know, I, am I going to stop talking to my son because he's depressed and he doesn't want to leave the house and blah, you know, and I'm just giving you examples that are real life examples that I've heard from my clients during our coaching sessions, because a lot of times the coaching sessions are just about how to, how to better act with other people and interact with these other people or the energy of these other people. And if you're not aware of it, it's very easy to be influenced by it. You know, there, I mean, when you go into the room and you instantly feel down or feel a weight on your shoulders or feel anxiety because you had to call your mom who's always complaining, it's like you have to be aware in that moment what's going on. And the fact that we all radiate energy and sometimes it's going to be good, sometimes it's not. But if you're not aware of it, it makes you that more susceptible to it. It makes you that more influenced by it. So it's very important to, first of all, be aware of this energy. Be aware that it exists. Be aware that 
you know, of, of the root cause of it. And that may take you some time. You're not going to just immediately walk into a room or maybe you are. Cause in the case of my friend, unfortunately, everybody kind of felt that way about her. She was a very lost soul. And you knew that the chances of your whole energy and aura changing when you got around her was about a good 85%. But you can't stop being around people. And, and if you do, sometimes you can. You know, sometimes you, you take breaks from people because it's just too much. You know, I have another friend who she's, we've known each other for a very long time. And therefore we have that connection, you know, all the way goes all the way back to junior high, but sometimes we butt heads and things are said usually by her that are unnecessary or what have you. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm a, my favorite saying is put you on pause, P-A-U-S-E. I'm forever putting somebody on pause if I'm not jiving with their energy. And nine times out of 10, it's because of that person not making me feel good when I'm around them. And yes, I will admit that I am in charge of my energy and how I feel, but the closer that we get to people, the more that we are influenced by them. So there are going to be times, you know, when the guy that I've been dating, we've been dating for nine years, but... <laughs> During that time, I mean, just recently, I had to put him on pause because I just wasn't feeling his energy. I mean, later on, you know, I, I, I realized that it was more me than him. But I also th think that when you realize and you notice these things, it's beneficial for you both because maybe you just need a break. Maybe you need a break to fix you and rectify you and work you out. And that's okay. You know, and thankfully we have a very good relationship. So I just, you know, I called him up one day and he was like, oh, hey, you know, and I am able to just communicate to him. Like, I'm sorry, I had to put you on pause for a minute. I had things going on and, you know, didn't want to bring them to you. So it really does work both ways. And once you realize that, you know, you have once you realize what these triggers are or these pressure points, then you have to find, you know, techniques that work well for you to deal with these situations. Because like I said, you know, it's never, it's not like I'm going to, you know, not be around him ever, but sometimes I need to be by myself. It's not, excuse me, it's not that I'm not ever going to speak to my mom, but sometimes I just need a break from the constant whining and complaining. And I'm a little harsher on my people. So quick sidebar, I love all of you. And I thank you for accepting me for me, because I know that I can be a little harsh when it comes to certain things. I'm working on it, but I feel like with me, I don't want you to call me and complain to me about what you got going on and how bad life is, unless you're looking for a resolution. You know, it's taken me a long time to realize that for some people that it, talking is their resolution and they don't always, they aren't always looking for a response. 
Sometimes they just need to talk it out. You know, I do that where sometimes I just need to talk it out, but it's usually because I'm looking for a resolution. So, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm perfect or anything like that. Um, we're all a work in progress, but for me, I noticed what my triggers were and in turn have been able to now figure out ways to shield myself from those triggers because especially as a life coach and a healer, I can't always eliminate myself from the situation. If somebody, you know, if I have a client that every single time I talk to her, it's a crying session and a whining session and oh no, woe is me. I'm not going to turn her away because I'm a healer. I'm a, I'm a life coach and that's what I'm here for. The purpose of my service is to help people out of this, help people have better lives. So if I turned, turned away everybody that complained, I wouldn't have a, you know, I wouldn't be able to offer that service. So some of the things that I know that work for me in situations like that are first and foremost, and probably always meditation. Meditation is something that I use, do pretty much everywhere. When I'm frustrated, I meditate. Before I'm about to deal with a difficult, difficult cl customer, client, what have you, I meditate. Before I'm going to go make that call to that really annoying friend who's always sick and whose kids are always sick, I meditate. Before I accept a call, one of my favorite things is when people ask me, hey, I need to talk to you. Is now a good time? They ask for my permission because most of the time I'm going to say yes because I'm a regular meditator. Sometimes I'm going to say no, or I might say, give me five minutes and that five minutes I'm meditating. I'm meditating on being calm and just being there for them because in that moment, it's not about me. So meditation is definitely a shield for me, especially because I can do it. We can do it. You can do it anywhere at any time, walking, laying down, driving, eating, you know, we can discuss more in a, in a coaching session if you want. You can visit my website to schedule a free consultation. But meditation is something that you can take with you everywhere. So that's always my first and foremost thing. Secondly, something that I also do, and I, I do it every single month on the first of the month, is saging. S-A-G-I-N-G. And that's when you use sage and you're burning sage um, what I do is, and let me back up a little bit, the, the, the purpose of saging is to change the negative energy into positive energy, to get rid of the negative energy. And a real quick lesson or history on incense, um, incense is used in a lot of different healing rituals because it physically changes the, the energy in the air as the smoke permeates from the stick, the cone, the sage, the whatever, it's like literally changing the atmosphere that's around you. So when people are saging, they're cleansing, sage is a cleansing um, ritual, they're cleansing their space, they're cleansing their car, they're cleansing, and me, I take it and, and let it burn in every single house, room in my house. I also use it in my car. 
Um, I've taken and done cleansing rituals at people's offices, you know. Um, you will, if you watch Ghost Hunter and those other uh, shows, they, people have often said, you know, I took sage and we saged the whole thing. You know, it can also be used as a blessing because you want to adjust or change the energy. Maybe it, the energy in the room was not negative before, but you just want to get rid of that old energy to make room for the new energy. So saging is something that I do every single month on the first of the month. You, when you're on my website, on the events page, you'll see it's on the calendar, day one of every month, all the time. I usually put up a video on my Instagram just to kind of show people because it's not, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. It can be something so simple as you lighting the sage and just walking through the house and allowing the smoke to enter every room. Another thing that I do is walking. Walking is something that it, it's kind of for me a form of meditation, but it helps to clear my mind. And I usually do that after I am, you know, I've had a tough session with a, cl a client or something like that. And so I'm shielding myself afterwards. And what usually happens for me is I do a quick five minute or 10 minute meditation before I have a tough session. And then I'll go take a 30 minute walk or 15 minute walk or whatever my schedule will allow because not only do I want to shield myself in the beginning but I also want to shield myself in the end you know and sometimes it's like okay that was a whole lot I need to get rid of that before I absorb too much of it and so for me walking, and it may be exercise for you, it may be yoga, sometimes it's yoga for me too, but walking specifically just gets me in a totally different mindset and it helps me to get rid of whatever negative energy I had to be around because I was having a tough session. Another one that is very literal <laughs> by definition is taking a shower. And now I know some people that will take a cold shower. I can't do cold showers. I don't, I just, even on the hottest day, I could have spent all day outside and I want to go take a hot shower, but that's just me. Same thing with coffee. I can't drink cold coffee, but taking a shower, literally it's a, it's, you know, very meditative. It's very restorative. You're literally washing negativity off of you you're literally washing it off of your body you know and it helps I mean with every shower that's why I always shower before I go to bed I don't care what time I get home I always take a shower before I go to bed because number one I don't want to get into bed dirty because I feel like that's dirty energy I'm bringing into my bed but then number two I just need to wash the day off you know especially people like me that have allergies a lot of times the pollen gets on you you know I can remember working weddings and they use I had a wedding where her flower of choice was baby's breath and I'm not directly allergic to it but by the end of this wedding I was sneezing my ass off 
and I couldn't figure out why and it was the baby's breath and then from arranging it and rearranging it the pollen from it and everything was in my hair like it just got all over the place and I had to take a shower so it was very literal for me okay but um, another one and I don't mean to be vulgar here but another one is doing a number two taking a shit because sometimes you get so backed up with shit that you just have to get it all out and I know that that's very literal I don't mean to be gross or anything like that I really don't but I'm just being honest with you and telling you what works for me and that has worked for me I, I can't even tell you how many times I can actually remember posting when I was active on Facebook posting you know how I just took a metaphorical shit and got rid of a lot of shit in my life or whatever. And so many people loved that post and I had so many comments, so many likes, and they just thought that that was the greatest thing because you know, it was like, I get that. It gives you not necessarily a visual that I, I'm trying to give you, but you have a clear understanding of the message that I'm trying to convey. So at the end of the day, you, you really need to, once you're recognizing what these these stressor points are negative points are you need to then find ways to shield yourself before you enter that room or go around that person and or after you leave the room and or leave that person it's all about finding what works for you and implementing that and remembering that it's also important to be mindful not to shield yourself from certain good energy, you know, because sometimes you need to, again, recognize this. It makes me feel so good when I do this or when I'm around this person. Perfect example, my niece, she's seven. This girl, every time I see her, she lights up. And she shakes like a little bowl of jello. If you've ever had a bowl of jello and you set it down on the table and it, the gelatin just shakes for minutes after you've set it down. That, that's, she gets so excited. My Mimi! And yes, I did have to go to that, that high pitched voice to give you an understanding because it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Every single time I see her, she's so excited to see me. And it's funny because we can talk on the phone and she's not really like that. But when she sees me, I don't know what it is about her laying her eyes on me. And I'll be the first to admit, I sometimes will go to my sister's house just to get that because I know that, that that's there. You know, and I've had to put myself in check before because when I did see her, I didn't appreciate that, you know. The first time she did it, I just kind of laughed at her like, oh my gosh, she's such a weirdo. But then when I, once I realized that her true excitement is the fact that she gets to see her Mimi, it was a wrap from there. I just, it, it just gave me so much joy. So, you know, her energy supersedes any kind of negative energy. It also supersedes my positive energy and just takes it to another level. You know, some of us are lucky enough to have people in our lives that the minute we talk to them, 
you know, they're, they're the enlightened ones, I like to call them, because they just instantly give you that feeling of relief. You know, I go back to the guy that I'm dating. It's Our relationship is effortless. And while, no, I don't always get what I want. I mean, you're not going to in a situation, but every single time I'm with him, it's very easy, you know. We can talk about serious things, but we've never had an argument. We've never raised our voices at one another. It's just, he's like a place of peace 95% of the time. And even in saying that now, you know, every time I think about that and it comes to the forefront of my mind, I, I just send him a quick message and I'll probably send him a quick message when I'm done with this podcast and just let him know, thank you. You know, because I'm very appreciative that he's one of the few people in my life. As a life coach, I come in contact with more people that need help and are the opposite than I do people like this. And so for him, I just, I'm very grateful. I also have a friend, she lives in California and shout out to Leonora. She is so calming, her voicemail greeting. As a matter of fact, I called her the other day and I didn't realize that I had called her work phone or something, I don't know. But one of the numbers that I had for her, I called and it was just, the voicemail greeting was the standard, you have reached seven 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 please leave a message after the tone and my voicemail message literally was you need to fix that because when i call you i need to hear your hello you've reached leonora please leave a brief message to have your call returned your soothing you know accepting positive voicemail greeting i don't want to hear some robotic you have reached seven 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 you know and she laughed at me but it was like i'm serious and it's funny because we kind of feel the same way about each other just you know i'm always bring making her laugh and 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 making the the situation bright and and that's what we do for one another and i'm very grateful for that you know and in a hot second i will let her know like you're one of the most calming people that I've ever met. And I so appreciate that because I'd be on 30 sometimes, not 10, 11 or 12. I'd be on 30 sometimes. And sometimes I need to be knocked down a little bit. And that's what she's there for. So just as, just as it's important to shield yourself from the negative and draining and anxiety ridden situations, you also need to make sure that you're not shielding yourself from the positive situations, the positive people in your life, the positive things. Because, you know, sometimes we as humans aren't always able to put up our shields. Sometimes, you know, when I was going through a tough time with my business last year, I was ready to quit the event planning side. And I really didn't have anybody that I allowed into my life that I, you know, and, and I want to say trusted, but it wasn't so much as them not being there or me not having those people. It's me not allowing those people to do, to take those roles. But it was just a situation where I felt like so defeated. And in retrospect, I should have called Leonora or 
you know, should have talked to the guy that I was dating and said, hey, this is what I'm going through. And even if they couldn't have offered a solution, I know without a doubt they would have made me feel better. You know, you're going to get through it. And I did. So just as important as it is to shield yourself from the negative, do not shield yourself and be mindful of, but do not shield yourself from the positive. Because at the end of the day, it's all about balance, right? And we are on this path called life together in many different forms and variations. We're going to sometimes, for some of us, we're going to be healers like myself and always be the person that people want to come to and talk to. And then there are going to be others that need those people. That's where the balance comes in. So for, for the healers, it's important for us to recognize our pressure points and know what shields we need to put up and when. And for the people that are on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's important for you to recognize sometimes you're doing too much. Sometimes you need to figure out a way on your own to deal with your situation on your own. So the next time you go taking on the energy of others, you'll know what to do. Hey, you know, as always, I'm very appreciative that you guys took the time out of your busy schedules to listen to this episode. I thought I was going to get super emotional, but I was able to kind of, you know, chill out and maintain. So that's what's up. Make sure, um, you know, I got to get my shout outs. Make sure that you visit my website, miahillary.com. Um, send me a quick email. Let me know what you think. Or on my Instagram at miahillary, comment let me know send me a direct message on facebook i'm mia hillary brand that's b-r-a-n-d send me a message hey you know i listened to your podcast and this is what i think you're so right or you're so wrong or whatever let's have a dialogue but let's keep the lines of communication open and i'll talk to you soon <laughs>